This week we present exclusively the inner workings of the Cone Radio Colchester Tourism Audit and Blue Sky Thinking Ad Hoc Committee. Welcome one and all. Hello, this is Box 39, your weekly local community magazine and music radio programme. I'm Bill Lawrence and I'm joined as ever by Ian Tallentire and Mike Harwood and this is 106.6 FM Colm Radio, where my magic starts. Now this week Adrian is not with us. Not sure where he's gone, there's some mystery about that but I expect we'll soon find out. Soon enough he's left us with five songs he selected from the Colm Radio 8-track cartridge and mini-disc library downstairs. Now Mike, it's not like him to miss a show. You don't know where he is, do you? Well, uh, which Adrian are you talking about? The usual one. Oh. The one with the long hair. You know, his hair's a bit oh. longer than it should be, really, you know. Oh, oh him. Yeah. No, sorry, no idea. Although I did see him carrying his passport around. Oh, well, that suggests foreign travel yet again. Well, I wonder if he's told the Com Radio Accounts Department this time. He didn't last time, did he? Anyway, we won't del- delve into those murky depths. Later, you know, we're going to have our very own Lord David Price giving his personal preview of the Cricket World Cup in 2019, along with some advice about potential ill-gotten gains attendant there too. And I'm sorry to say that this is our live studio band Ausgang Exit Reborn's very last show. They're all here, all 16 of them, in the corner of the studio. Hello, boys and girls. Lovely, but um, as heavy as my heart may lie, it was for this exact contingency that we've had them on a weekly contract since February, as you know. In other words, guys, I've found a cheaper live studio band. It's all very hush-hush right now. Not going to talk about it. Uh, but our, our new live band will be debuting next week. Ian, hello to you. What's our theme hello, for Bill. this week's show? Hello, Bill. Hello, everybody who's listening. And uh, just let you know that this is the week that we convened a meeting of the Cone Radio Colchester Tourism Audit and Blue Sky Thinking Ad Hoc Committee. Now, I appreciate that's a bit of a mouthful, so we just call it CRCTASBT Committee. Hang on, hang on. Shouldn't that be, in fact, the CRCTABST Committee? Uh, I can't actually remember hearing what I said before, but I stand corrected. Basically, we're going to be conducting an audit of Colchester's tourist attractions. Yeah, I, I just don't know what's going on now. I got a bit lost there. Let's just call it the Colchester Tourism Audit Committee. I'm sorry, Bill, you weren't there. We took a vote and we are called CRCTABST Committee. And I believe Adrian has provided us with some ideas integrated with music. Which Adrian are you talking about now? <sighs> it's Adrian. Colchester, as a tourist destination for the young and wild, is one of Europe's best-kept secrets. But you know what? It's got the lot. For anything goes nightlife, there are clubs that rival the very best that places like Ibiza, Tenerife, Minorca and Costa del Sol have got to offer. You choose. There's Roberts, Attic, Silk Road, Cube, Fashion, V-Bar and Twisters. Always new nightclubs opening and old ones having to close down or getting closed down. Too many, perhaps, for a town with only 160,000 population. And then there are the beautiful Essex beaches, East and West Mersey Island, Clacton Beach, Frinton-on-Sea and Walton-on-the-Nays. And let's not forget the Colchester Casino Road. Yes, the six pulsating establishments in the high street run by world-famous bookmakers, catering to a gambler's every addiction and making dreams come true day after day. You might get lucky and pay for your amazing holiday in Colchester with your winnings. Nightlife, beaches, high rolling, yes, Colchester has it all, as Madonna puts it so simply. 
holiday. The Wall of Radio Sound Well, welcome to you all again to the show. This is 106.6 FM, Colm Radio, where magic happens. And this is our Scang Exit Reborn, playing a song called The Perfect Cake for the Great Bake Off. You know, it's, it's a bit of a tear in my eye. They're a magnificent sight they are. Look at all, all 16 of us and a, and a brand new song too. It, it is a pity to have to let them go, but to be honest, their replacements just charge an awful lot less and they've only got a lineup of 12 musicians. Anyway, shall we get on with our Colchester Tourism Audit, Ian? Yeah, why not? So we're going to start uh, by casting our beady eyes over the Tourism Audit and look at our premier tourist attractions. So, Mike, do you want to kick us off, sir? Well, I've only recently discovered this uh, gem of a walk. It's a walking tour of the Roman Wall and medieval gates. And uh, Colchester has uh, one of the earliest, best-preserved Roman town walls in Britain and one of the longest. It's one and three-quarter miles in length and uh, once stood six metres high. That is a long wall. Absolutely. That's quite a tall wall. Absolutely. Yeah, I built a wall that was about ten ten feet long and that took me an awful long time. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's got six gates, two survive uh, today, Borkholm Gate and... um, Duncan's Gate, which Ian, I think, is going to talk about in a minute, but just before oh, don't he get does... don't get started on Duncan's Gate. Well, he, he'll, have a, he'll have to wait, because uh, there is a fantastic uh, brochure, fully illustrated, uh, of the walk. It's got a map, drawings, uh, fantastic illustrations describing every uh, gate, and um, it's free from the tourist office, and takes about two hours or less depending on uh, your detail Mike, but, uh, Mike I've got one question for you where is the tourism office now? It's in the Holly Trees uh, Museum which is uh, by the gates of the um, of the Coaster Park OK thank you sir Head for the castle yeah. and you'll find Just it. near the castle yeah, yeah that's it OK carry okay. on Mike oh, well I, um, I, just to say uh, the, um, the Roman Centre is a very quick one for my yeah. Second one, um, it's becoming well known now, and it's an uh, amazing find. One of the um, built in the second century uh, for chariot racing, and used to seat up to eight thousand. The size is incredible, four hundred and seventy-five meters in length. And uh, do you know that's that's as a long that's, that's a long. I'm, I'm quite obsessed by size. I mean, I'm trying to just think how many of my little walls that would be. Yeah, that's right. Quite a lot. And uh, admission is free. It's, it's being uh, there's enough there for a visit. Certainly, a morning or an afternoon. Uh, Roman Circus Centre. Uh, all about chariot racing. It's on-site parking. Short walk from Colchester Centre. Open Tuesday, Saturday, eleven to four, and the children would love it. There's a, a bit of a theme there, isn't it, Mike? Roman. Absolutely, and that maybe will uh, where where Ian may come in about uh, a bit of detail about uh, one of the gates on the walk. Well, before he comes in with that, I'm going to sneak in with my choice because I, I had a good thing about what what would be a really good thing for people to do, and it's what I've done for many many years. I haven't done it for a few years, but it is to go to the zoo because at Colchester we have actually rather quite a good zoo. Uh, don't we? It's it's a feature, wouldn't you say? People come from from miles around. They do, and judging by the number of coaches and cars parked yeah. in the car park, it's a very popular attraction. So it's just south of Stanway, uh, a place called Stanway. Um, most people get on the A12, and you know you're going towards the zoo because you get stuck in a queue for about an hour, don't you? From to, to do the two miles from the A12 to it, so that's a little bit of a thing. I would suggest if you can get the there is a bus service. If you can get a train to Colchester, there is a bus service. Uh, there are 240 species of things. And that's a lot, isn't it? And that's not counting the humans. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> and it is a bit themed, so you've got Edge of Africa, 
you've got the Elephant Kingdom, you've got the Giraffe Place, you've got Lions, Pergamon. The bit I like, you've got the familiar UK animals. I quite like those, to be honest. It doesn't have to be some exciting furry thing from India for me. But anyway, lots to do. It's a bit of a long day. Uh, bring your snacks, I would say. You can get burgers, but, you know, for those of you brought up with Barry's Burger Van in Stanway, you're only going to be disappointed after that, aren't you? So take take your own bits of food. Take it slowly. Spend the day there. Uh, for those of you thinking, well, zoos are cruel places, aren't they? They are part of this European breeding programme at Colchester Zoo, and they are keeping the threatened and endangered, even the critically endangered species going. So there is that sort of difficult thing. Well, is it fair that these animals are kept? Well, otherwise they might not exist at all. So it's good value for money. It's about, it cost you about £24 for a day there, but you can get these sort of season tickets. The gold cars, did you have them when you were yeah, kids? Yeah, when the kids were little. Great. Yeah. Every week we were there. And if you're really feeling like an exciting time at Colchester Zoo, um, you can uh, do this thing. They've got a whole range of different things you can do uh, that are a little bit different. There's a, a treasure hunt you can do. There's a thing they'll do, a murder at the zoo. They give you all characters and you've got to go around the zoo and find clues. Uh, and they'll even do birthday parties and team building. We love a bit of team building here at Colm Radio. So uh, that's, that's my thoughts on, on Colchester Zoo. So uh, we'll come back to you in a minute, Ian. Come to Colchester. And visit the Cole Radio Presenters Wax Museum. We have life-size wax replicas of Sarah Nice, Christina Connolly, Mike Harwood, Ian Talenter, with and without his hairpiece, and many, many more. Each figure is clearly labelled, just in case the likeness is not so good, or if you've no idea what the presenters look like. The Colne Radio Presenters Wax Museum. Another reason to come to Colchester. Well, we're back with Boxer 39 and Ausgang Exit Reborn on their absolutely final performance. Now, <laughs> excuse me, Ian, come on, what would you go for? I'd start simple. What we're, what we're looking for here, I'm guessing, is uh, an attraction where you can take uh, all the members of the family, <coughs> uh, have a bit of space for the children to run around. Um, it's not going to cost you a fortune, and there's the option for some entertainment and some food. So I'm going to start with Duncan's Gate, which is one of the uh, gates mentioned in the walking tour that Mike was talking about earlier. It's a small gate um, found on the footpath between the upper and lower castle parks and that's between uh, the little house in the corner of the park and the walkway through to castle and roman road there's not much of it left but it has a fantastic history and if you use your imagination with the kids you can conjure up some great scenes roman soldiers marching through it in ancient times and then during the civil war raiders stealing out late at night to bring cattle in to relieve the siege it's all about playing with your kids imaginations telling them great stories and then when they're bored with that you walk them into the park and they run their little hearts out playing on the play equipment and for the parents just stepping out of the uh, of the gate to the Oh, the east of the park, you'll find the Foresters, a lovely little pub. I do course. like the Foresters, yeah. I'd agree with you there. Which I'll will serve serve the children a nice cold cup of lemonade and a packet of crisps while you tuck into your roast dinner and a pint. Um, and after that, well, I don't know what I'd do after that. I'd probably walk down East Hill and have a look at the Siege House, going back to the Civil War again. Plenty of history in Colchester, folks. You don't have to walk far to find it. Well, I think you've done a rather remarkable job there with, uh, with Colchester's major tourist attractions. So here's another idea from Adrian. At least I avoided cliché Holding nobody's hand along the shores of Lise. Taking my time, breaking bread, sipping wine, meant for two. It's a beautiful city for saps. But turn out the lights, we're too clever for that. And I know 
I know we're not in love, but we'd fool this old town with the view of us, thoughts from the tourist alone. They say that Paris is the most romantic city in the world. But Colchester, while not technically a city, is said to be, by many wise in matters of love and romance, to be the second most romantic urban centre in the world. It's famous for its romantic walks. So take a stroll with your lover. Here's one. Set off from Mr Chippy's Fish and Seafood Emporium on St John's Walk. Walk along from there past Wilkinson's Discount Store, some bus stops and Poundland. Pause at the smoking bench by the entrance to the multi-storey car park, then head up St John's to Vine Street car park and the tattoo shop. Turn right into Queen Street for just 50 metres and cross over at Priory Street. Continue on Queen Street until you pass the Climax Strip Club and reach the underpass at St Botolph's Roundabout. Stop for a while to chat to the locals sitting on the benches there, and then continue on the underpass until you emerge at Magdalene Street South. Turn left and walk past Aldi on your right and the YMCA on your left, eventually reaching the BP garage and Brook Street. Turn left into Brook Street and just down the hill, turn right into the allotments, where there is often a cheery fire in one of the sheds. Colchester has countless walks like this. You supply the romance. Down here. I'm so sorry to make you walk like this. Just this way. Just follow me down here. Yes, yes, your lordship. I'm so sorry. We were supposed to have a golf cart, but, uh, uh, but we didn't have the budget. We uh, assumed you were going to be coming in your own golf cart. Lord David, just right here. Uh, here we are, Lord David. Hello, my Essex underlings. This is your Lordship here. So, the 2019 Cricket ODI World Cup is almost upon us. And I, for one, am really looking forward to the prospect of some serious money-making opportunities, especially with some of the lesser fancied teams. The tournament in England and Wales runs from 30 May to 14 July, and the squads from all of the participating nations have recently been announced teams can make changes to their squads before 23rd May, so it's all still up in the air, as it were. What we do know is that the group stage format is round-robin, where all 10 teams play each other once in a single group. This means a total of 45 matches will be played, with each team playing a total of 9 matches. The top 4 teams from the group will progress to the knockout semi-final stage. So now to the competing nations. Here he goes again. That's huge. That's on the roof. The West Indies have surprisingly named all-rounder Andre Russell in their squad at the expense of my close friend Marlon Samuels. Russell's only played one ODI since 2015, but he's been smashing it in the IPL. So Marlon and I will have to conduct our ongoing business dealings from beyond the boundary during this tournament. Chris Gale, the self-proclaimed universe boss, also features, having said he will retire from the 50-over format after the World Cup. Pace bowler Shannon Gabriel, the one who supposedly hates gay people, has also been recalled. Will he get any stick, I wonder? But with a weak spin attack, and a fragile middle order. I don't see the wind is progressing out of the group stage.
Afghanistan are playing in their first World Cup. Veteran paceman Hamid Hassan has been included, as has Asghar Afghan, despite having the captaincy recently taken away from him in mysterious circumstances. Accusations of bias and nepotism are hardly new to Afghani cricket, but his sacking has been hailed as a new low. However, they've declared they will play fearless, explosive cricket and despite being strong in the spin department with both Mohammed Nabi and Rashid Khan, their strength in batting depth is lacking. They opened their campaign against Australia in Bristol on the 1st of June, and I see them winning at best only a couple of matches all tournament. Steve Smith and Davey Warner are back for Australia. That's good news for me, because Davy is ripe for some more misdemeanours, both on and off the pitch. The only issue for the Aussies might be holding true to Justin Langer's touted mantra of no in our team. That might leave Davy's selection in their final 11 in jeopardy. But it's not just these two world-class batsmen that other teams should worry about. Leg spinner Adam Zampa and bowlers Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins are sure to prove a handful. Watch out! Bangladesh have only Shakib Al-Hassan as a truly world-class player. He scored 5,500 runs at an average of 35 and taken 247 wickets at 29 apiece in 195 ODIs. So, if he doesn't fire, nor will the Bangladeshis. He's been named vice-captain of a squad that will be led by the wily opening bowler, Mashrafi Murtaza. Bangladesh reached the quarter-finals in the previous tournament in 2015, but I can't see that being repeated this time. They start their campaign against South Africa at the Oval on June the 2nd. India have surprisingly chosen wicketkeeper batsman Dinesh Kartik instead of Rishabh Pant in their squad. Pant, 21, is one of India's emerging talents, but the selectors have opted for the 33-year-old Kartik's experience. Virat Kohli will captain the side, and the vastly experienced 15-man squad also includes ex-skipper MS Dhoni, Rohit Sharma, Hardik Pandya, and K.L. Raul. All-rounder Vijay Shankar has also been picked to bat at number four, and they've got real pace in the bowling department with Bumrah and Shami, so they'll be difficult to beat. I predict they'll make the finals. Right then. I've talked about five of the teams. What about the other five, I hear you ask? Well, my lawyers tell me that if I talk about all 10 teams in a single item for broadcast, then I get paid the set fee. But if I split the 10 teams across two items for broadcast, I get paid the fee twice. So, I'll be back with more later. to Colchester. Why not learn a new skill while you're on holiday? Spend a day at the Coal Radio Wig and Toupee Factory and Workshop in Northgate Street. We'll place you in the workshop and show you how to repair a hairpiece. There will be a meet and greet session with a well-known Coal Radio personality. You can also avail yourself of any of the wigs, toupees or extensions available in the factory's gift shop and visitor centre. Colne Radio, wig and toupee factory and workshop. Another reason to come to Colchester. This is Box 39. 
listened to by Australians all around the world. You're listening to Ausgang Exit Reborn, playing a song called Library First, Then Shopping. the boys and girls of Ausgang Exit may be ending their time with us here at Colm Radio but you can catch them almost any night of the week as they're touring Colchester and surrounding villages almost constantly so this is 106.6 FM Colm Radio where magic happens and that was Lord David Price on cricket and we'll be hearing from him again later in the show now Ian what's coming up next well we've completed our audit of Colchester's top 10 we've pick those that we would prefer to visit Um, and now we're going to move on to the less well-known locations and attractions that visitors might like to visit have uh, have you got any suggestions for that then bill i do i do i do and now i think where i I would urge people to go is a little bit out of culture so it's quite neat and get on a train it's a place called harwich it's a short drive it's a short train ride and at the quay or the quayside in harwich uh, by a place called the halfpenny pier or halfpenny pier is a boat called it's actually called the lv18 but we would all know it as the mi amigo and it featured uh, in a in a, a film uh, a very funny film uh, several years ago called the boat that rocked and it is uh, where radio caroline used to be broadcast from all that time ago in the 1960s and 70s and I think at the start of the 80s, it's a museum that floats. Easy to find, as I said, a great a short stroll from the main line station. And it's perfect for those of us who remember those original Mi Amigo broadcasting as Radio Caroline days. It's got a range of things. It's not only the boat and the layout, but there's also, you can see the bedrooms, the kitchen, the living rooms, all kitted out as those uh, pirate radio broadcasters would have had it way back. Um, it was originally a Trinity House lightship. Yeah, no engine. No. Uh, prior to automation in the in the 80s, of course. Uh, so there's no boats floating around with lights anymore. It's all done automatically. Uh, there's a great cafe nearby on the pier. Really good uh, greasy spoon cafe. Uh, great big portions of lovely food. Nice cup of tea. But if you want to go slightly upmarket and join people like myself, then you can get a nice cup of coffee uh, with food opposite in a place uh, imaginatively called the pier which is elegant isn't it uh, it's a nice very, nice little gin bar actually a I have, very elegant place Mr. i Lawrence. have worked my way across the gin bar with my friend uh, recently and just around the corner there is a thai restaurant where people come from a long way around but it's actually a three-week waiting list for that restaurant don't just hope to turn up and be able to grab a bit of food it is incredibly popular but i'd say an hour to look at the boat so who's going to talk next mike i, I think yeah. we should go to mike okay go on, okay mike. Well, uh, it's a lesser-known uh, attraction, but which is a Bourne Mill, and uh, it's near the uh, town centre. A bit of a walk; you can drive there, or there's a bus that takes just a few minutes. And Bourne Mill was originally a fishing lodge in 1591. It's been used for banqueting. Uh, it's now a national trust property. It's got ornate architecture. And would you believe um, some stepped Dutch gables? Not very many places you can find stepped Dutch Dutch gables. Dutch uh, gables. Dutch gables. That's but with steps in them, Miss Lawrence, not uh, curves. Very, steps. Un- very unusual. Very worth. unusual. Yeah. yeah. And well, um, I can check those out. Absolutely. More obviously, it's got a huge working water wheel, uh, the machinery that goes with it, and a fantastic mill pond, a cafe uh, with. Um, a little, uh, little place where you can sit opposite uh, the, uh, the pond, have a cup of tea and a cake. And it's a great place for children because they have um, an activities uh, brochure, 50 things that you can do, uh, which includes pond dipping, climbing trees, finding acorns, um, looking for bugs. And if the children complete the task, they can even go to the, uh, to the reception and get a sticker. Very exciting. It's open on Wednesday through to Sundays. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 11 to 4. And very cheap. £3.90 for adults and £2 for children. Not to be missed. Come to Colchester. 
Are you a bus driver working in one of the 76 countries or territories around the world that drive on the left side of the road? Come and drive a bus around Colchester for a week or two, for free. You take care of your travel and accommodation, and we will keep you busy all day long, every day of your holiday, here in Colchester. There are still plenty of slots available on routes 65, 70, 71, 71A, 71C, 88A, 82 and 82B. Colm Radio, Busman's Holidays and Tours. Another reason to come to Colchester. So Ausgang Exit, belting it away again in the corner. And just before we speak to him, we have received a text. A couple of texts, actually. We've received one from our old friend, Des Harney. So hello, Des, who's listening to us uh, way down there in Enfield. Uh, he's a Fulham fan, so he's probably feeling a bit sad. So we're cheering him up here uh, with this uh, conversation. So hello, Des. And we've also received a text from Donna. Uh, Donna in Norwich, hello. who asks uh, if Adrian can remove all the Ausgang Exit merchandise from her spare bedroom now uh, because uh, she doesn't know where Adrian is. Uh, Sorry, we don't know where Adrian is, but we will pass on the message. Donna also adds that she's now having a sale of Ausgang Exit-themed goods on eBay and on local boot sales, including there's mugs uh, with pictures of Big Sue or Henry. There's Ausgang Exit uh, socks and T-shirts. There's a poster of all the band uh, looking at Barry's sausage at his burger van. Uh, and, and her favourite, of course, is the 100% polyester Ausgang Exit commemorative thongs. Now, Ian... I'm slightly speechless at that. If Anyway, Donna, if you want to get rid of this merchandise, they're on tour fairly soon around Colchester, different venue every night. I would suggest you come along with your uh, wallpapering table and set up a, a stall. Go on, Ian, tell us about going back to your... history? Yeah, go on. Oh, I'm gonna, do you know, this is going to be like seamless radio because as you chose Harwich, I had chosen Sir Isaac Rebo's old house and uh, St Mary the Wall. Yeah, uh, otherwise known as the Arts Centre, because I was going to do this oh, linking yes. with... Because dear old William of Orange um, used to come and stay with his old mate, Isaac Rebo, in Colchester and wait for the wind to change direction so he could go back to Holland. Um, so he used to frequent St. Mary at the Wall, which we now call the uh, that very nice stale beer-smelling place known as the Arts Centre. Um, it's a free trip. You are allowed entry to the Arts Centre when the doors are open. Yeah. Um, certainly viewing Sir Isaac Rebo's house on uh, Head Street isn't going to cost you a penny. Um it may cost you your travel, your usual bus fare, or if you've, you know, want to use Shanks's pony, you can walk in, and um, then all you need to do again for entertainment is take a little walk round to uh, Jumbo, crane your neck because you know in about three weeks' time the Peregrine Falcons will be back. It's going to be marvellous. So pop there, Head Street, up the passageway, up Church Lane to St. Mary at the Walls. Do you know, there is there is an awful lot more, isn't there? It's an excellent idea. So much more to Colchester than meets the visitor's eye, I'd say. Well, let's have another idea from Adrian. Dear, the singer makes the same old mistake that so many people make. He thinks for the good life you have to go to London. But it's not true. There are numerous facilities to help a visitor to Colchester to live a good life. There's St. Helen's Church, St. Botolph's, St. Giles, St. James the Great, St. Martin's, St. Mary at the Walls, St. Nicholas, St. Ronwell's, St. Peter's, St. Leonard's at the Hythe, St. James the Less, St. John the Evangelist and St. Barnabas Church. 
not to mention Butt Road Roman Church, Holy Trinity, the Baptist Church, the Congregational Chapel, All Saints at Trubend, the Garrison Church, Castle Methodist Church, Colchester New Church, Elim Pentecostal Church, and Greenstead Evangelical Free Church. So many to choose from. When it comes to living a good life, who needs London? It's right here in Colchester too. Hello, my lovely friends. I'm so lucky that one of you is born every minute. My future is secure. Yes, it's Lord David back again with part two of my Cricket World Cup preview. So, who have we looked at? West Indies, Australia, India, Afghanistan and Bangladesh. Now, let's resume. The Kiwis have opted for experience in their squad selection. Batsman Ross Taylor, 35, is set to become the seventh New Zealander to play at four World Cups, while Captain Kane Williamson, swing bowler Tim Southey and opener Martin Guptill are all due to appear in their third campaigns. Although their batting looks strong, their bowling will come under fire, especially in the spin department where Mitchell Santner and Ish Sodi will be under pressure to deliver. They begin their campaign against Sri Lanka on the 1st of June in Cardiff. Semi-finalists, in my view. Fast bowler Mohamed Amir has been controversially left out of Pakistan's provisional 15-man squad. That's bad news for me and a lot of bookmakers. Instead, They've opted for 19-year-old fast bowler Mohamed Haznain, who has recently bowled at speeds in excess of 93 miles per hour. Let's hope he's open to offers. With the likes of Mohamed Hafiz, Safrez Ahmed, Baba Azam, Harris Sahail and Shoaib Malik, there'll be no pushover. But I suspect their minds might be focused on other things during the tournament. And I can't see them making it into the semis. They take on the Windies on the 31st of May at Trent Bridge. South Africa have recalled experienced batsman Hashim Amla to their squad. Faf Duplessis will captain the side, with Quinton de Kock the only specialist wicketkeeper, and batsman David Miller set to deputise with the gloves in case of injury. They boast a fine pace attack in Dale Stain, Kagiso Rabada and Dwayne Pretorius. 40-year-old leg spinner Imran Tahir will be the main slow bowling option, backed up by the part-time offspin of J.P. Dumini. Approaches face England in the World Cup opener on the 30th of May. Rule them out with caution. Sri Lanka are in chaos. They've left out five established players from their World Cup squad, including Dinesh Chandimal and Upul Taranga, and they've appointed Dimuth Karunaratna as captain, despite him not playing a one-day international for four years. Karunaratna, 30, led Sri Lanka to a recent Test Series victory over South Africa, but was subsequently fined after being charged with drink driving following a crash in Colombo. Sling bowler Lathis Malinga and former captain Angelo Matthews, another ex-captain of the team, are both included in the squad. But there seems to be a lot of infighting and bribery going on with Sri Lankan cricket at the moment. I might see if I can involve myself with their squabbles, but I don't see them legitimately winning many games in this tournament.
And so to England, the favourites, who have decided not to pick uncapped pace bowler Jofra Archer in their squad, despite him being rated as one of the most valuable limited over players in the world because of his 90 mile per hour bowling, athletic fielding and aggressive batting. But they have named him in one day squads for warm up games against Pakistan and Ireland, so he could still be included in place of perhaps David Willey, Liam Plunkett or Chris Wokes if he performs well. My money is on him being picked and to then play a big role in England's victorious campaign. Watch out for some explosive batting from Roy, Stokes, Morgan, Ali and Butler. Come on England! Now I know you'll appreciate that all of this expert advice and tipstery needs funding of some sort, otherwise it just wouldn't exist. So I'm going to sign out now my beauties, but if you'd like to donate to a worthy cause, then please send all of your details including your bank account information to Hoax Enterprises, care of Lord William of Withenay at Colm Radio. Over and out. Colchester. The names conjure up an era. Austin Allegro. Morris Marina. Austin Maxi. Triumph Dolomite. Triumph TR7. And the Austin Princess. We have them all. Essex made and available for hire here in Colchester. Rent a well-maintained British Leyland car and drive around North East Essex and South Suffolk. Relive the British 1970s and 80s experience. Colm Radio, Essex-made British Leyland car hire. Another reason to come to Colchester. single 20-something bachelor's degree graduate on the road, travelling alone, homesick, jilted, unlucky in love, misunderstood by friends of three years standing, in a vague and staring into the middle distance existential slow motion crisis, wondering what it means to be a snowflake. Is it the marvel of having a unique and intricate pattern to your personhood and a life-charting narrative that only you know? Or is a snowflake something beautiful that melts tragically when life's temperature rises and decisions about starting internships and starting first novels must be made? Well, Colchester has numerous coffee houses, cafes and quiet unpopular pubs with windows you can stare out of and fairly good Wi-Fi. 
If you're traveling aimlessly and need a stop-off in a town that'll have little to distract you so you can breathe and count your emotional bruises and send out pictures of your coffee cup and of rain spattering on the window using your tablet or smartphone, come to Colchester and leave when your batteries are recharged. Listening to Out of Box 39 on Colne Radio 106.6 FM. So this is Ausgang Exit Reborn. Ah, Oh, excuse me. I mean, it's just an emotional moment for me. I'm sorry. <coughs> I, 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 I'm holding back the tears. They're playing their very last piece of music for our show. And it's a song called Racing for Gold in a Two-Seater Cart. <laughs> So thank you to all the music we've heard for so long, uh, all those months, to Henry and the band and Big Sue. Your musical services have been admirable. They've been inspiring, albeit a little bit expensive, so we can get something similar for less money and the new band will be revealed in the next show. But let that be the tribute to you, Henry. Let it be said, there go Ausgang Exit Reborn. Their music was worth far, far more than we were willing to pay for. Some things are so special and worth so much, you just can't put an agreeable price on them. Respect to you guys, and goodbye. Well, there they go into the distance. So our Colchester Radio Tourism Audit, Ian... What's next? Well, firstly, I'd like to say uh, see you at the burger van soon uh, sometime, fellas, and uh, make sure you close the door quietly behind you as you go. Thank you. Um, audit done. That's the uh, the big attractions, the little attractions. I guess what we ought to do now is, well, should we take a look at where you might go for a day out from Colchester? Good plan. Well, you've sort of covered Harwich, which to me is a day out from Colchester, just because it's got a CO postcode, Mr. Lawrence, doesn't make it Colchester. Okay, well, uh, can I start this? Yeah, go on. I'm going to go from Colchester to Bury St Edmunds. That's my day out. And uh, I'm going to spend the morning at Ickworth House, a National Trust country home set in beautiful Parkland, uh, built a couple of hundred years ago. It's a classical villa. It's this classical Greek-style villa sitting in the Suffolk countryside. Uh, It's been described as an overgrown folly. Uh, It's been also described as newly arrived from another planet. But it's wonderful. Uh, upstairs is great. And downstairs, you can really get stuck into the how the servants lived. You can get into their kitchens, their pantry, their bedrooms. It's very, you, not, you don't usually see that, you, you know. Um, great guides there if you want them. A bit pricey if you go for the National Trust Cakes. And talking of the National Trust Cakes, they have a cafe which is actually built in the original squash court. The uh, Marquis of Bristol, the fourth Marquis, living there around 1900, before the standardisation of court sizes, had his own squash court built. And he had no sons and no no men in his life. So he played with an agricultural labourer called Jack for 50 years. Well, he was obviously an OK bloke if he played squash. Yeah, well, I knew... From my perspective, that. anyway. If he played for 50 years, that's a hell of a game. That's not bad. What a tiebreaker. I've only managed 41 so far. <laughs> Anyway, once I've been there, very quickly, jump back in the old motor, back up to Bury City Centre for a tour of the Green King Brewery. Beautiful, historic, working brew house. Uh, you get a bit of tutored tasting at the end, which is nice. You've got to be over 18, I'm afraid, and the parking is poor. Sorry about that. But they take you up onto the rooftop and a wonderful view of Suffolk below you. And there's a lovely little shop at the end uh, where you can, you know, you just buy loads of beer. Uh, I went with my three 18 to 25 year old non-drinking daughters who loved it, really enjoyed it. But don't forget, you'll need a designated driver, I'm afraid. Oh dear. Mike, 
What have you got for us? Well, a bit uh, closer to Colchester, but still worth uh, a day out, is Wivenhoe. And uh, in particular, a visit to the Nottage Maritime Museum, which is on the quay, very attractive quay by the river, uh, Rose and Crown pub nearby for lunch. And um, the, uh, the Nottage was um, founded in 1896 by Captain Charles Nottage, who... Uh, in the 50, he was actually in the army, but the 15 years, last 15 years of his life, he owned two successful racing yachts for the period. But what's interesting about the Nottage is that there's a fantastic collection of paintings, maritime photographs and models, kind of a history of uh, boat building in, in Wivenhoe and uh, boats in, uh, in ships in Essex. And uh, you can actually see uh, boats being built in action. It's... Um, Open primarily uh, Sundays, 2 to 5, May to September, but it's also uh, open during exhibitions and um, by appointment, uh, 01206824142. Can I just, just jump in then, Mike? Yeah. And say, we, uh, on a Box 39 show a couple of years ago, spoke to the gentleman that runs the Nottage, and I would urge people to go onto our Mixcloud site, www.mixcloud.com forward slash Box 39, where we will post up, we will repost that. Oh. It was a good interview you did. It was a good interview, yeah. Oh, well, things link through, don't they? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mike, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I thought that was uh, just a shameless plug, because this think, is where the magic happens. Absolutely, yeah. and that's, that's recorded, and uh, it's in the history uh, of all time. Yeah, in the annals. In the annals, yes, that's right. <laughs> and there's also the uh, Sentinel Gallery, which is a new uh, kind of very modern building, and um, that's open during exhibition dates or by appointment, um, 11 to 5. Current exhibition is Catching the Light, photographs and sculptures, and uh, free admission and fully accessible, like the uh, Nottage has access also. And um, yes, that's right. Colchester. Do you fancy following Colne Radio's fabulous studio band, Ausgang Exit, from venue to venue as they tour Colchester playing their brilliant music? Watch them every night for a week as they play The Bull, The Three Wise Monkeys, The Arts Centre, The New Inn, the Purple Dog, and two shows at first sight, including a matinee for under-twelves. We'll put you up in a different bed and breakfast night after night, so you feel as if you are following a great jam band on an epic trek across continental North America. Colon Radio, Ausgang Exit Fan Club and Ticket Office. Another reason to come to Colchester. Asked the boys to play once more. I, I'm I'm welling up with it, Ian. I think you better you better carry on with the show. I'm I'm all emotional. Well, I'll do my best, Mr. Lawrence. Um, trips out of Colchester. As the boys here know, I'm into my gardens and my gardening, and there are two places which you could just about combine in a single day. The first of which would be the Beth Chateau Garden, just the other side of Elmstead Market. Bought in the 1960s, lovingly put together by uh, Beth and her husband. Um, was old uh, agricultural land of very poor quality, but they've turned it into something of a heaven and also a haven for wildlife. If you walk around the beautiful gardens um, planted with, uh, with, with species that will survive almost desert-like conditions, you can also hear wonderful birdsong and there's uh, running water uh, through the pond system there. Now, if you then go down towards South End, pop down the A12 and the A130 to uh, RHS Hyde Hall. It's lovely, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful. Um, big car park. Nice, huge car park. Nice place to uh, sort of nice place to buy your plants, but also to have a coffee. Yeah. If you're elderly um, and unable to walk, they'll run you up to the main features in a little buggy. Um, great planting of uh, species from around the world that would survive again desert conditions. This is this is a place which isn't watered, and the plants are put there to survive. And amazingly, 
lots of them in the first couple of years died and they had to replant. Yeah. Um, great mix, roses, fern gardens. They've even now bought uh, some fields from the next farm and they are planted as though they were an African savanna. It is well worth the visit. Well, thank you for that. And actually, we've just got a moment. He's just arrived. He's just arrived in the studio. The bus has just pulled upside. He's just had been... His, his headphones are being put on him. Is it the it, Rob? It is. Our guest for the next show. We just quickly say hello to him. Hello, Gordon. How are you? Good evening, uh, Ian and Bill and uh, Mike. Uh, very well. Thank you very much for having me here. Thank Good you very much. You. Well, yeah. we'll tee you up nicely. Uh, we'll be speaking to you in just a matter of minutes when we'll be having a later evening conversation show, Red Button, here on Colm Radio 106.6 FM where the magic starts. So, uh, a good idea to come to Colchester, isn't it? And uh, let's have another idea from Adrian. Hey, hey, Chaluna Dune shehr ek naya Jaha muskurahate hai Bikhri jaha se hum ka mausam gaya Jaha meethi baate Har ek ajnabi se ho Bhule hum bhi jo saari fikre Lamha lamha khushiyan bikhre उधर और यहां वहां जाए वही दिल कहे जहां बेबे 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 I don't know about you, but whenever I hear Bollywood music from India, it makes me crave for Asian food. And if you're craving for Asian food, then Colchester is the place for you. The town's got loads of Indian restaurants and loads of Chinese ones too. And then there's Japanese and Thai. I asked about Korean food and and the bloke didn't seem to know, but I'm sure there's Korean food as well. And Malaysian and Vietnamese. Uh, there's no Indonesian food, mind you. I'm not, not sure why. Then there's Greek, although that's not Asian, so it shouldn't be on this list. And Turkish, which is okay because only part of it is in Europe. Most of it is in Asia. Then there's Nepalese food, which has got something to do with the British Army. And there's even Lebanese, which some people say, wait, is that in Asia? And I reply, yes, it is, right there at the very western end of Asia. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. It's time for us to go. You've been listening to Box 39. I'm Bill Lawrence. I've been joined by fellow jaded community radio hack Ian Tallentire and the arguably less jaded Mike Harwood. Absolutely. And my very special thanks go to all our listeners, Des and... uh, and I'm sure there's been some others without whom... Donna. <laughs> and Donna as well. But without whom we wouldn't have been doing this. We'd been all alone and without an audience. So thank you for all your texts, all your tweets that we all like to claim you are sending in to us in abundance. And so stay tuned to Colm Radio for our sister show, Red Button, coming up in a few moments with impromptu and free later evening discussion, great music, and much more, including our very special guest, Gordon Rob. So this is 106.6 FM Colm Radio, where the music and the magic begin. So here we are in the brand new full spectrum media center up on the fourth floor of Cone Radio Towers, high above the full and fertile lands of Northeast Essex. It's time for us to close box 39 once more. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Be seeing you.
This has been a Guppy Production for Comb Radio.